So what I did instead on that Saturday, Sunday, Monday is mm. I was in my bathtub. I want you guys to scroll to the bottom of my Instagram page and <laughs> at my videos. I used to film videos and take photos in my bathtub. Okay. Mm. Yep. I had white Home Depot shade right behind me and a big sure. old window right in front of me. So what you guys see in this room right now, again, long time coming, right. but what ended up happening was I said, I'm going to commit to three days a week for three years. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Shop Talk Podcast brought to you by 124Go. I'm your co-host, Chris Sulame. And as usual, sitting here with my great friend, Mr. Don Palmieri. Well, at least across the Zoom, as usual, anyway. And, you know, in all honesty, I should take that statement back, aside of the fact that my good friend John Palmieri is sitting there, um, because nothing feels usual about today. You know, we have great and amazing and incredible guests uh, every single week, you know, time and time again, people sharing some unbelievable information, some people you've heard of, some people you haven't heard of. But in all honesty, I don't know that we've had a conversation with somebody that has quite the following from an internal inside of the industry perspective, as well as externally outside of the industry perspective, as we have today, which I'm super excited about. So you probably are following her on Instagram. You probably have heard her podcast and she's got some other exciting things that she's going to be sharing with us today, but um, we're on with the one and only OMG artistry. You may know her by Miss Olivia Smalley. So Olivia, uh, welcome. And thanks for being with us. Oh, thank you for having me. That was a beautiful intro. <laughs> <laughs> he is good at that. Thank you. He really is. It's <laughs> why you keep me around. For the intros. Um, yep. You know, and we, and thank you, and you, uh, you made us slightly jealous because you turned your camera today, and where we're at is in drizzly, a little bit chilly Atlanta. You gave us right. a great view of downtown Fort Lauderdale, beautiful uh, sun shining, and so uh, we're looking forward to having a sunny, sun shining conversation. But that said, in the warm-up, we mm -hmm. talked about a lot of things that I think are on people's minds nowadays, personal branding, social media is still something that people are trying to tackle. How do I get noticed and seen in this sea of what has turned into some sameness? And all in all, you know, uh, you really are one of the experts, if not the expert on that. Maybe, maybe somebody who did it, if not first, amongst the first. And so I'm, we're really excited about this conversation. John, I know there's a million ways we can go. Why don't you go ahead and get us started? I think uh, one of the things I always, one of the places I always like to start is I want to know how people got into the beauty industry, right? Because that's always a, an interesting journey. And I think it's the thing that kind of, you know, binds us together as, as stylists. So Olivia, how did this happen? How did the beauty industry come your way? Tell us, tell us that story. So it all began, um, I actually <laughs> worked working in salons when I was 13 years old. Mm -hmm. um, I was washing hair. And it really, my mom was like my first mentor. She also used to wash hair with me at the salon. She taught me everything. I mean, the ethics of the salon, the conversation. And I was very, very shy. You guys may not know this. Mm -hmm. I've actually come out of my shell in like just maybe the past eight years, I would say. Um, 
and that has helped me obviously through social. So um, when I was in high school, I actually started getting involved in television production and I really fell in love with like the arts of photography and videography, um, except that I literally couldn't even say welcome to Cooper City High School on camera. Um, they made me like edit my life away. I was not allowed in front of the camera at all. Um, so I kind of had this like notion in the back of my head that like, wasn't good enough for camera or maybe like my anxiety was the one that got in the way of it so I, I really was internalizing um, a lot of my insecurities on camera so fast forward I went to school I went to uh, I was in Orlando when I was in school I was doing videography and then all of a sudden it became a job and it wasn't fun anymore it wasn't me and my friends just taking a camera and editing right. videos of dumb things that we were doing um, so my mom actually called me one day and she goes hey listen I I need you to come home. So I came home and she basically told me I cannot afford for you to go to college anymore. And keep in mind, guys, like I was working to the day I left for college from when I was 13 years old mm -hmm. and I stopped working for two years, had credit card debt. My parents had credit card debt. Mm -hmm. um, and my mom lost her job. So this was when the market had crashed. This was that year. Got it. And my, and I started talking to my mom and I was like, what am, what am I going to do? Like I, hate what I went to school for, which mm -hmm. is terrible. And I think a lot of other people can relate to that, that actually went to college. And she goes, why don't you go to beauty school? And I was like, mom, I'm like, that's the best idea ever. I'm going to go get my hair license. Mm -hmm. So I went into school, asked them, Hey, what do I got to do? Uh, where do I sign up all this stuff? Meanwhile, mm -hmm. with like minus like $5 in my account and on paper, my parents made too much money the year before. So I did not qualify for financial aid, did not qualify for grants, anything like that. Well, in that year, if, if people don't know, grants for schools were going away. Sally Mae went away. That was mm -hmm. like all of those things, right. existed, but they went away that year. Yes, you're absolutely correct. So basically I had to beg and plead on my hands and knees to just mm -hmm. ask them, Hey, like I'll, I'll clean the schools afterwards. Like I'll, I'll, when the new people come in, like I'll help. What, what can I do? Mm -hmm. um, finally, after six weeks, they gave me a full grant of me begging and pleading. That's awesome. So that's why I educate. That's why I teach. That's mm -hmm. why I tell all my secrets. Somebody mm -hmm. took a real chance on me and my education and every day I give back and, and I help mm. and I help people that are asking those questions. And mm. that is my why. And I never really, I don't think I knew it at the time. It wasn't intentional. I think just over time when people keep asking me like what my why is, it actually dawned on me one mm. day as to why I educate. So right. fast forward, uh, fast forward, I started becoming a hairstylist and I refound my passion for videography and photography, which was mm -hmm. so beautiful because I started taking my passion of the beauty industry, translating it into my photography and videography. And that's really where I got started. And I started to get clients from Facebook at the time. Instagram wasn't even a thing, guys. It right. wasn't even on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Then when Instagram yeah. came out, I was like, damn, like there's something going on here. There's something new. And through my content, context, and consistency is where 10 plus years later has led me to this podcast right now. You know, I want to talk more about that journey on the Instagram and that, and that road with, you know, you getting in love with your camera and your, and your um, ability mm -hmm. to put stuff online. But I want to back up a little bit to the hairdressing part. 
You know, you said that, oh, mom, that's such a great idea. Why was that such a great idea? What I want to know is you said you fell in love with the pat and, and fell in love with the passion you had for the industry. What is it about the industry that you like so much? I know education's a big deal for you, but before that, so I am uh, an extroverted introvert. Mm -hmm. So like I gain energy being around people and my best like days were the days where I was at the salon bantering with mm -hmm. the other hairstylists and like making stupid amounts of money as like a kid, you know, like right. we didn't have any responsibilities. And I, and I, listen, I worked front desk. I was the trash lady. I was the coffee maker. Like I did every part. And the one part that really started to intrigue me was obviously the communication, the connection, but right. also like the money. Right. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm seeing what these hairstylists and I need, and like at that time I'm like, okay, hairstylists have the potential to make as much money as they want mm -hmm. through their hustle and through their worth. Right. Okay? So that's obviously in my state of mind, what I thought about. And then the second part of it was, I think I'm going to enjoy this, mm -hmm. you know, because yep. I already went to school for two years. I was going to go back to school for another year, right. but I felt that I felt that it was something that really spoke to me because mm -hmm. it met all of my passions. Let's talk about, cause you use this word and I think it's kind of a word that gets show, shows up a lot right now in our industry, which is worth. Right. You said that, you know, people are making a lot of money. You know, one of the things is the job is very social and, you know, they get that they have to add value to their worth. Tell me more about worth. What do you mean by that? Why is that important? I think your worth is mind. Okay. Your worth is your education and your worth is knowing when to say no. Okay. So for instance, mind, right. You have to actually physically wrap your mind around the fact that you're worthy, and I'm not even talking about money. Right. I'm talking about opportunities. You're worthy of working in certain high-end salons. You're worthy of uh, creating a brand for yourself, right? So it's a frame of mind, work, mm -hmm. um, education, okay? Mm -hmm. I always say, if you're green, you grow. If you're ripe, you rot. If you think you know everything, you know nothing. Mm -hmm. So based upon your education is how you gain that confidence of your worth, right? right. Uh, what was the third one? I don't even remember. <laughs> Third I don't one. know, which, but you're doing really good. I like it so far. Okay. Yeah. Well, so coming from like a money standpoint, right? right? So, oh, knowing when to say no. Okay. Yeah, your boundaries. So, boundaries, correct. Yeah. And I said last year was the year of boundaries because guys, as much as I sound like I have it all together, I was a boundaryless person as per January last year. I am not the same person that is in front of you all today and you guys listening to this. So when you somebody hears that, they love, they love the mind piece, right? Wrapping your mind around the fact that, you know what, you are worth it, right? You do have the ability to do something. You can rise to the top, right? Uh, the second piece was the education. You know, you gotta go out there and get it. You gotta learn. Uh, I think we get that when you talk about boundaries. I think some people maybe don't know exactly what that means, right? I'll break and it down. So I wake up every morning and I say this three times in a row. I say, mm -hmm. I love my life. I love my life. I love my life. And there's nothing in this world that's going to prevent me from loving my life, especially me, because mm -hmm. we are always, we are always the people that get in the way of our happiness because we feel bad, right? Or right. we don't know our worth or, oh, I can make it happen, right? So what you have to say is where, where do my boundaries live? So this is, this is my, I'm, I'm a systems girl. Okay. okay. As yeah. much as I'm not, I am. Sure. So my three things are, 
I don't care if it's a brand that I'm about to work with. I don't care if it's a salon that I'm about to maybe join or mm -hmm. even a client that's sitting in my chair. Um, first and foremost, whoever I'm having that interaction with, they have to be nice. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's if you are not nice or I don't flow with you or I don't vibe with you, you are not the person for me because only the people that I'm trying to put in front of me are the ones that want to see themselves succeed and myself succeed, right? Mm -hmm. So number two is frame of mind, okay? So let's even talk about like a client, for instance. Sure. If a client doesn't have the correct frame of mind for what they want sitting in your chair or they don't trust you, right? If you're not, if we're not on the same page, and you don't have a frame of mind and you want things yesterday when they're going to take three months from now, we're not a good match. Okay. Yeah. And then the third thing is budget. Okay. Whether that's talking about a brand whether that's talking about a client, or maybe that's talking about a percentage going into the salon. Mm -hmm. So I make sure that whatever, this is where the worth comes into play, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Whatever I say to myself in 2021, what do I want to make hourly? Like mm -hmm. at the end of the day, what is my time worth? Mm -hmm. That is where it goes through my systems of, of threes. So no matter what interaction I'm having mm -hmm. in that moment, in that day, I don't even care if I'm signing up for an apartment, right? Like sure. it has to kind of qualify with those three. Those three things. How do you find that out? I mean, you've got a client in your chair, maybe you're talking to them on Instagram or whatever other social media you're using. And if you're trying to figure out if they're nice, if you're trying to figure out what their frame of mind is, if you're trying to figure out what their budget is, I can hear some people saying, I'm afraid. And now that's a whole nother issue, right? I'm afraid. I don't know how to do this. What are the questions I should ask? How do you get to the point where you can look at that person and say, they, they fill these three filters. And I'm going to say the word consultation, but I'm talking about like, <laughs> life, like life consultation, right? Sure. That's where, you know, you listen twice as much as you speak. That's mm -hmm. where your answers are going to be met, right? right? You have to listen to the red flags, okay? Or you have to listen to the green flags too. Sure. So it's all about sure. really communicating and asking the right questions, mm -hmm. okay? So that's where the investigation of the situation comes into play. If you're dealing with somebody that has inconsistencies in whatever they're saying, that's a red flag, right? Mm -hmm. They don't know what they want. Right. Or they're going to say, I have my girlfriend got her hair done in one time and that was it. Well, that's a red flag. And, and obviously I don't want to be sure. about what red flags look like, but that's how I, so it's, it's basically a vetting process. Mm -hmm. Okay. For my happiness. How did you learn? Because again, I'm not going to let anyone get in the way of my happiness. Love that. How did you learn how to do a good consultation? Where did that come from? Was that just, education. I just learned the hard education. way or education, right? Oh yeah. I mean, lessons, lessons for sure. However, yeah. I surround myself with the top educators in the world mm -hmm. and I listen. Uh, Gina Bianca has an amazing podcast. Lisa yep. Hair and Makeup does a fantastic consultation. Cassandra Platinum. I mean, these girls and I take, you know, I take little things from them and I make mm -hmm. it my own. Right. And that's where I've come up with, this this system yeah. right also through my experience i have messed up <laughs> i have course. messed up i mean i've said things i've made promises i've mm. under delivered uh i undercharged i mean but that feeling at the end of it like that rat race of like don't go and do that again mm -hmm. like have some self-awareness mm -hmm. and self-awareness is 
I always say self-awareness is my love language. <laughs> People that can really like break down what they're doing to like a minuscule level to really mm. target like where their anxiety is coming from, right. where their unhappiness is coming from. That's where you say, I'm cutting that out. Mm -hmm. I have a list guys. I have a list of people in my book, excuse mm -hmm. me, on my notes yep. that says the people that habitually show up late, mm -hmm. the people that are always asking for discounts, the people that no show on me, the people I do for free. My mm -hmm. husband's on that list. I'm talking like minuscule, right? My right. friends were on that list. And I basically say to myself, okay, for the people that I do free, what is their value to me in mm -hmm. return? Okay. Because if I'm spending five hours on their appointment and I hardly get like a thank you, no, I better be making content creation during that time. They right. better be shouting me out on Instagram, screaming from the hilltops, right? What is that value? The people that I have coming late, at what point do I create a boundary with that client? And it, the people that don't like boundaries are boundaryless people. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest with you. Fences mm -hmm. make good neighbors. So if I basically tell them, Hey, listen, next time you show up late, like I got to charge you. And if they give you an issue, that's not your ideal clientele. Right. It's to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. So creating that list and breaking it down for the people that you're surrounding yourself with, it really right. creates an identity of like, where is this, where is this happening? Why do I not want to go into the salon today? Mm -hmm. What's wrong with me? Why well, do we, I, why do I hate <laughs> doing balayage? Right, is it because gonna, my communication is bad? We're going to work with all those toxic people, right? And then you end up hating your job. You hate your salon. You hate whatever, right? Um, and you don't love your life. You don't love your life. You don't love your life, right? Well, I'm, I'm kind of hearing, you know, a couple of things that I think are underlyingly interesting. And then I want to circle back to the three bullets that you used, um, content, context, and consistency, which are, which are all three things John and I love to hang out with in our own lives. Um, but the first, the kind of underlying thing that I'm hearing in this, you know, we're talking about setting boundaries and like, couldn't, couldn't agree more, of course. Warren Buffett has a quote that says something like, successful people say no more than mm -hmm. others. And the most successful people say no to just about everything. Mm -hmm. Like there's very few things that people will agree to do if they're successful. And so where, where I'm going with this question is, it sounds to me like there's a piece of this that you have to get clear. Cause I don't, I don't, I'm, wa I'm watching your face. Yeah. I'm listening to you talking about loving your life and being nice and surrounding yourself with good people. So there's something in me that says Olivia figured out exactly what her end game is. So she knows what to say no to. I'm not just saying no to be an asshole. I'm saying no, because this isn't this thing while it's a flattering opportunity, this isn't my end game. This isn't where I'm taking, now I'm going to use the word personal brand. This isn't what I'm trying to do with my career and my life. And so I think living inside of there helps you to make your decision around the content mm -hmm. of your life and of your output, your brand, of the context. And I want you to spend a little time, if you would, on context, because I don't know that everybody understands the deep meaning of that word. Um, and then obviously the consistency piece, but will you give us a little more on that? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, just to reiterate those three C's, content would be obviously, we could talk social, we could talk everyday life. Mm -hmm. The content is the person that you're showing up as every single day whether it's in person or it's on your digital footprint online, right? So your content is what it says about you, who you are, 
what you're putting out there, okay? Your context, okay? The reason why I say context is because how are you as a person? What does your language look like? How are you having these conversations? Are you negative? Are you positive? Are you passive? Are you aggressive? Like, are you loving? Are you standoffish? Are you a warm fuzzy? Like, do you hug people? Like, so like, what is your context? If somebody had to make a, uh, a play mm -hmm. and they were playing your role, what would that break down to? That is your context, okay? My context as Olivia OMG Artistry is somebody who's extremely approachable, somebody who's very positive, somebody you have access to, okay? I answer every single one of my direct messages, mm -hmm. every last one of them. I have 167,000 people to this date and I write back to every single person, okay? Mm -hmm. um, also to just be kind, to be caring and to educate, entertain and inspire, right? So that is my breakdown and that is my context, mm -hmm. okay? Love it. Um, Consistency is the hardest one. Mm -hmm. Sure. It's, it's, it's not even just consistency, right? Like consistency falls along the, the chart of discipline. <laughs> you have to be very disciplined. If anyone ever said, Olivia, show me everything. I would say you have to commit to me 125% because this is a 25, eight. Okay. This is like, do it or don't do it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like, Part-time results earn part-time results, you know, or excuse me, part-time commitments, you earn part-time results. Mm -hmm. If that, I mean, uh, yeah, right. I mean, a lot of times part-time commitments earn no results. And I think that's why people worry about the consistency. There used, there used to be a thing about um, like do a good job nowadays and you get, you get, you basically get fired. You know, you've got, you've got to do above and beyond. And I don't even mean that really in that, you know, actual context, but, um, but as you're talking consistent, you know, what's ringing in my ear right now is the fact that you're, you know, one of the first things that I knew you for was being a social media guru that only happens by having content, context, relatability, and a desire to put it out there on a large scale basis. And I, and I also have to guess, and I could be wrong about this, that there was a period of time while you were doing that in the beginning that you weren't getting quite the results yet that you, I mean, obviously get now, right? Mm -hmm. When I was probably 22 years old, I was the wedding girl in South Florida, right? I used to do hair and makeup for massive amounts. I would, I would go, I would do literally like four weddings a weekend. Mm -hmm. So I ended up starting an agency where basically I had girls work with me and OMG artistry was doing weddings all over town. Right. So in four years we did 400 weddings. Wow. I sold my soul mm -hmm. to, and I was working in the salon four days a week, mind you, yeah. and answering emails, getting back to everybody, setting schedules, deposits, all that stuff. Right. So it came, it, it it dawned on me one day. And I think this is what kind of leads to that love your life situation mm -hmm. um, is I would wake up in the morning and I would look at the, the timer that was at 4.30 in the morning because I was getting ready. And I go, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. I'm like, today's going to suck. Yeah. This is going to uh -huh. suck. This is terrible. Oh my God. I got to drive to Miami. I got to wait in traffic. Like I was so negative. Mm -hmm. I was so yeah. negative. And then I was like, this isn't you what's wrong with you? You know, self-awareness, right. As yep. we talk about. So I said to myself, I, and by the way, at this time I was 
killing it. I had requests. I had, I had great amounts of income that was coming to me. And I said, you know what? I have to stop because number one is it not fair to the bride that day on the most special day of her life. Like how selfish are you, Olivia? Mm -hmm. Um, all you're thinking about is money because you're like, Oh, I'll make a thousand here. I'll make 2000 here. Right. Because it's obviously amazing money. I go, Nope, I'm cutting it off. So I had to break the news to my husband. (laughs) Hey honey, our standard of living is going to go down just a little bit. Yeah. We had just bought a new house. Yeah. I looked him in the eyes and I said, baby, I have to cut this off. I have to stop. I'm not happy. You're not going to have a happy wife. Right. Mm -hmm. And he goes, okay, do it. So what I did instead on that Saturday, Sunday, Monday is Mm -hmm. I was in my bathtub. I want you guys to scroll to the bottom of my Instagram page (laughs) at my videos. I used to film videos and take photos in my bathtub. Okay. Mm -hmm. I had white Home Depot shade right behind me and a big old window right in front of me. So what you guys see in this room right now, again, long time coming, but what ended up happening was I said, I'm going to commit to three days a week for three years. That's what I said. Mm -hmm. So if you go back, you're going to see a post like almost every other day. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because I wanted to see where this was going. So actually the first person that gave me a sponsorship opportunity was Carolyn, the CEO of it's a 10. Mm -hmm. I did 32 videos for her because she started seeing my consistency online. Mm -hmm. She started to catch my vibe. She started to just love. And this was way before influencer marketing was even a thing. And the next thing you know, I'm getting sent to Miss USA because she found me. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then I started to notice these brand endorsements and, and I was following makeup trends, makeup. Mm -hmm. If you ever want to know what's next, go follow the makeup people because that's what's coming for us. You know, Chris, one of the things we talk about is we, you know, have this level system within our salons, yeah. right? We have our newer staff who've got, you know, a lower price point and some of our senior staff, they have a higher price point. You know, I'm thinking the same thing is true of our retail selections. Well, it's true. I mean, we try to brand ourselves in a way where all levels of guests who come into the salon, whether they prefer to spend more, have a bigger hair care budget, right. or they have a lesser of a hair care budget, that mm. we're always trying to find a way to suit all of their needs. Yeah. One of the things that's been really obvious coming to us is that nowadays more and more and more people are trying to find a way to not only have a great relationship with their partner brands, but to augment their own personal brand. And so we recently ran into a great solution for this. Yeah, the Genesis brand has been something that we've been, you know, got our hands on and been playing with here at the home office and some of our stylists have been playing with it. And it's really been a great fun experience. Yeah. A nice product. Really nice. A hundred percent. And so what Genesis is, is actually a private labeling company started by guys that have been in the industry for years. It's mm-hmm. a family owned brand in which you have the opportunity to take a product, a high end premium product and put your own brand logo on that. What do you think the benefits of that are, John? Well, the, the benefits are, you know, immense in that, you know, first of all, this company will help you design and market your product. You know, the second thing about the Genesis brand that we like is that there's not a whole lot of SKUs here. You I mean, yeah. there's only like 12 products, which yeah. is great. You know, and because of that, it's not a huge buy-in. You're not having to spend $20,000 to, you know, pick up the product and add to your salon. But, you know, we love our brand partners. We love the people that have supported us and helped us grow our salons. 100%. 
And at the same time, how do we reach this other little market? Right. How do we reach these other people that, you know, are still looking for a quality product, you know, and in that grow our company and our brand and who we are. Totally. Yeah. Branding has definitely become the thing. So, hey, listen, if you're wanting to join the movement of private label branding, it's if it's something that you've been interested in, but just not sure how to find it. Yeah. Contact these folks. They're yeah. amazing. Yep. Genesis Private Label. We've got the link in our description below. And if you use our link, you actually get 50% off of the cost of the sample kit. So they'll send you a sample kit, click the link below, you save 50% off of that. You get to try the product out, take a look at the packaging and kind of fantasize and imagine what your logo would look like on the Genesis private label packaging. Check them out. Listen, they promise to build your brand, not theirs. You can see it and really feel it in everything that they do. Yeah. Try it out. Tell them we sent you. So... I guess where I'm leading on to this is the fear. Yeah. Right. What if I didn't do that? What if I, it's a risk, high risk, high reward. And you know what? I was enjoying it. It was a part of my passion. I mm -hmm. loved doing tutorials on myself. I loved doing fun makeup on myself and it ended up paying off. Mm -hmm. And if I would have been, if I would have had fear, I would mm -hmm. never, I would have never been in the same spot talking to you guys right now. You know, we, we have got about 80 to 100 um, cosmetology school students that we graduate every year. They're coming in. They're bright-eyed. They're bushy-tailed. They're mm -hmm. super excited. Wicked excited. Your, you know what I mean? They really are. What would be their what would be your kind of inspiring words to them around this or non-inspiring words to them around this? You know, what, the good old and is, it, is it still a, like, is it, you know, it was fresh and new then, and there was a lot of new opportunity there. Is it still worthwhile to to dive in and start to design your own brand the way you did? Hell yes. Okay, guys, hell yes. And let me explain to you why. 50% yeah. of the reason why people sit in your chair in the salon is because of your personality, correct? Yep. That is the same thing with social media. In a world full of white walls and ring lights, how are you going to stand out? You need to show you, you are your brand. You are your most unique person and no one is like you online. And it was only until I figured that out and I started to do stories and started to talk because everything was like a silent film with me. It was music over a tutorial, but it was only until people started to hear my voice, started to catch my vibe, to understand that's when the brand set off. Mm -hmm. That's when I started working with companies. That's when I started getting clientele because guess what? If they're going to sit in your chair for six hours, they kind of want to know what you're like. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to spend money with you. They want to understand who you are because just as much as you're interviewing them, they're interviewing you and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So to kind of go back to our, our earlier part of this conversation, we were talking about looking for people who are nice, people who had the right frame of mind, people who had the right budget, right? this personality, this brand that you're putting out into the universe, I'm going to think almost becomes a filter, right? Because for people who, hey, I like this brand I see, I like this personality I see, and folks who are like that are going to be nice because they're going to be in the right frame of mind. They're going to have the budget. So one feeds the other. Is that accurate? Exactly. It's attracting your tribe, mm -hmm. right? 
Yep. My clients are my tribe. They are my ride or dies. I mm. love them. I still have people from when I was 21 years old and I just turned 32 sitting in my chair. And it, that goes into so many other elements of that. But basically the new people that I do have now, I love them because they see, they know what they're getting with me. They know who I am. Mm. And so they're like, she's cool. I'm going to choose Olivia over the next person because I feel like I know Olivia. So love that. I'm going to give this thing a phrase and I think you're going to agree with it. You're building a personal brand, right? A personal brand. Let's talk about that because, you know, as Chris alluded to earlier, and, and I, we're focusing on on the, the cosmetology school students because they're starting from scratch, right? Although yeah. I know this has everything to do with anybody on that spectrum of how long you've been in the business, whether it's been, you know, you're in cosmetology school or you've been doing this for 20 years and you're trying to maybe restart your brand or define it how redefine. redefine it thank you how do i build that personal brand what are the steps to that how do i move forward with that okay so what i want everyone to do this is your homework awesome you're going to go on to pinterest you're the first person that we podcasted with homework. who's ever given homework i want to say that's awesome <laughs> thank, thank you. you thank you so Everyone's going to go to Pinterest yeah. and what you're going to do, don't even think about hair. Don't even think about beauty. Just start going through Pinterest and pinning to one page, everything you like. Mm -hmm. Could be greenery, could be design, it could be cars, it could be interior, anything. And start catching the vibe of the colors. Okay. Mm. So what I did was I made this whole page and I literally printed it out mm -hmm. and I looked at it like this. Like I looked at it from afar and I was like, what is, what do I What like? is that? Yeah. Who am I? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, guess what? I started to learn that I lived in a pastel world. Mm -hmm. I love pastels. I love greenery. Um, I love uh, more minimalism interior, right? Mm -hmm. um, I felt that, okay, I'm getting somewhere. And guys, I didn't learn this from anyone. This is just something off the right. top of my head that has helped me. Um, well, and it sounds very, you know, vision boarding is a term that I would use for what you just talked about. You're just, you know, and so to put in, to put a name that I would use on it, you're real, but you're taking it seriously, it's right? It's a brand board. Right. Ah, love that. Because yeah. you're not putting it the mansion you want or the right. car that you want. Right. So this is your brand mood board is what we'll call it, right? Mm -hmm. Love it. So once I started to understand, um, I actually got this advice from Lo Wheeler. Her and I were on the Cosmoprof artistic team together. And she said, Olivia, I wear my brand. Like I live my brand. And it's so funny because everything translated from what they saw online is what they expected in person. So hear me out, right? Now I buy pastel clothes. You'll see me in mostly pinks all the time in my video. I mean, you guys can't see it, but you'll notice on my Instagram page, like my background is my brand. Like these are some of the pictures that were on my Pinterest board and well, now just... it's on my actual wall. Yeah. So live your brand. Okay. Find out what your color is. Okay. When people go into target and they look at a cup that's iridescent, they text me the picture of the cup. That's mm -hmm. how good my branding is. You get what I mean? Yeah. 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 
So figuring out if you're, if you're a rocker girl that loves red and black, like live on it, girl, you know what I mean? If you're somebody that loves yellows and sunshine, I mean, also keep in mind what your brand color is, says a lot about your personality. Mm-hmm. I can only guarantee, right? Right. So who you are as a person can also help you translate. So my best advice too would be to look up colors and what the characteristics of those colors are. And maybe you say, you know what? I, I really relate to blue. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hone in on blue. And then that's your brand color. So it's basically, right? I don't, where my market research comes from is not a lot about in the industry. Like I, obviously my education and all that stuff, but when it comes to social media, personal branding and just kind of mindset, it's outside of the industry. Mm-hmm. So this is something you guys want to hear something funny. Absolutely. I was at, um, my, my husband used to sell uh, kids toys for Paw Patrol and Hatchimals. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they also went to like this pool show. This was like all about pools mm-hmm. and the guy, he was doing a branding class about how to help people brand their pool companies. Right. That's how I learned about the colors. That's awesome. And the characteristics of the colors. Mm-hmm. Something completely outside of my wheelhouse and it made up most most of my brand, if not my full brand. I'm going to ask you a, what maybe a silly question but I think it's really important. One of the things I'm learning about you on this podcast is you learn organically from things and people around you, whether it's the pool company, whether it's the the other educators that are around you, you seem to pick up, you you see things that I'm going to uh, assume other people don't necessarily see. Where did that skill come from? Because I want to learn more about that. Uh, I, I want to tag on for one second onto that because I, I absolutely agree with what you just said, John. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to ask is the learning piece a choice as much? Because one of the things that, you know, we sort of sometimes struggle with, I think, is watching people that have amazing potential. I mean, you know, Olivia, I think, I think you would agree that there are a million people inside of the hair industry that have an amazing, interesting personal branding, a personal style. They're intriguing to people and yet they don't choose to develop it the way you're kind of sharing that you did um, Mm -hmm. and do on a regular basis. Um, So I guess I want to know about your choice for, you know, you're there, you could easily blow it off and go, hey, I'm at a pool show. I'm just going to chill and go look at pools. Or I'm going to sit in this class and listen to this branding guy. So there's a a few elements of this. Okay, go. Number one, I'm a Capricorn. Okay. (laughs) For everyone listening right now that's into into astrology, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, Okay. good. Very well-minded, business-oriented, right? Mm -hmm. So I think, I listen, if I was a dentist, I would be doing the same thing with branding. I'm just letting you know, okay? Okay. It just so happens that I found my passion in beauty. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, I am 50-50 when it comes to creative and when it comes to logic, Mm-hmm. Okay. So of the logic mind, we have to digest the things that we're ingesting. Right. So mm-hmm. how can I translate this into my industry? Self-awareness, right? Yeah. So having that self-awareness and always being on your mind of business, I think it's the perfect storm mm-hmm. of how, I mean, I'm also maybe a little bit of a medium uh, <laughs> in my next life, in my next, next, time, life. next time around. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're not there right now. So I think one of the things that worked well for you and that you really grasped onto is I'm going to use this word purposely. Um, you took new media 
right? Um, you took Instagram and you helped that build your personal brand. Um, and I think one of the other things is you also have a podcast now too. Is that correct? I do. Yeah. Talking about new media, what other media outlets do you do you use? What helps? What's helped you grown? What What do you see coming on down the road for for new media? You know, I was actually kind of heading that direction as well, John. Just because I know that you've also got something coming up above and beyond. In, you know, the Instagram exposure, I'm going to assume this is sort of probably came from and stemmed from what you've done there and your personal branding, your expertise in building. So do you want to share what you've got coming up? Um, yes, I do, actually. So this is this is still very under the radar. And you guys are actually the first podcast that I'm telling this to right now. But I was presented a massive opportunity to have a streaming show. So Ooh. it is going to be called the OMG Beauty Show. Oh, wow. And it's based off, I'm really excited about it. It sounds exciting. It's, it's going to be um, every other Thursday at 8.30 on a network called Bespoke. So the premise of the show is based around my tips, tricks, and hair hacks and hair myths, okay? Mm -hmm. So it's a 22-minute segment. And it is based on um, viral videos, celebrity mm. trending, TikToks, right? And then yep. I'll go into different spotlights of my tips, tricks, and hacks. So we're actually, uh, we built an entire campaign around people creating or hair hacks that they see online, or they can actually submit hair hacks. Mm. I will feature them on the show, and then I will recreate their hair hacks right then. That's so it's awesome. extremely interactive. Mm -hmm. um, so that's coming very soon. I will have a date. Awesome. As soon as I know. <laughs> um, let's talk about that a little bit more because it goes back to my my previous thought about new media. You've got Instagram, right? Which is that is, is the old new media, for lack of a better way to put it. Um, podcasts are really popular at the moment. We're on one right now. You have one. And now you're going into on this, not traditional TV, streaming TV. And not only streaming TV or streaming video, but from what it sounds, it's going to be interactive, right? It's not going to be just you. It's like, you're going to be getting feedback from the audience and sharing that and putting it back out, recreating looks, etc. You know, all of these things that can't help, but even elevate your personal brand even more. Right. So how, how does um, somebody who's new to that, how do I start? Where do I begin? Well, there's a few things, yeah. and that is a very long-winded answer sure. out of me, okay? Yeah. Um, I will have you guys in the show notes sure. put my omgartistry.com website Perfect. on there. I have videos, two videos in particular. Mm -hmm. The first video breaks down social. I mean, there are so many questions, and hashtag, like people are like, what is a hashtag? Like, yeah. why do I need a hashtag? Like it. it really clarifies everything. What to post, what not to post on ideas on what to post. Sure. Um, talking about from a hairstylist perspective, everything from even getting models that will sit in your chair. And what does that conversation look like? Mm -hmm. um, the second part is actually how to create content. So mm -hmm. it's full on video of how to pose your clients, what uh, lighting I use, what tools I use, what camera I use. And then it shows you how you can actually make video without an assistant. Okay. That's so great. Part, part three is actually on iMovie. It is mm -hmm. a screen recording of me going step-by-step step how to break down a video. Now, not only is it showing the titles, 
Not only is it showing like a storyboard, but I actually go into the psychology of video to be like, okay, this clip is way too long. You've already lost them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's very detail oriented. So you guys will have access to that. Great. We'll put it in the show notes. Chris will put it in the show notes. That'll be great. I think our audience would love to see that. Yeah, yeah. that's like, I know I was thinking about it and we're, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about so many things that we, uh, I'm like, we're not going to get to the big thing that you're known for. And so <laughs> that's hard because, because truthfully, we, we love the personal branding piece. And, you know, I, I think there are a lot of people out there using social well, they're doing all the right things, but they missed the, their personal, who am I? You know, they miss the mm-hmm. really, really establishing that some, sometimes they, you know, they see something else, they go, I'm going to recreate that. Well, that's great. But what are you saying? Like, what do you stand for? Who right. are you helping? Who are, who are you teaching? And, you know, you're so specific about that, that I think it would be hard to not stumble mm-hmm. upon you if I'm the right person, right? So guys, if you're listening and you want to see more, please click that link. Uh, It's in the show notes below. Um, So Olivia, you know, we talked about so much today and thank you for that. If you were thinking about one, two, maybe three quick tips for people who are trying to get started, want to dip their toes in the water. I love everything Olivia just shared with me, but I, I need to start someplace. What would be the one, two, maybe three things, quick steps that they could take right now? Okay, this is going to sound very obvious, mm-hmm. but just do it. <laughs> just, just get on your stories mm-hmm. and t- and show people what your salon looks like. Mm-hmm. Just get on stories and explain to them what you're doing today. Because what happens with stories is when you hate it, you redo it, right? Mm-hmm. So right. I chuck up my ability to speak because of stories because it's improv every single time I'm on there, Mm -hmm. okay? You're gonna start building a voice. You're gonna start building your brand, right? Next step would be to do your homework. Go to Pinterest, figure out what your brand is, okay? Dress your clients and if your color is blue, go buy three different sizes of blue shirts and start dressing your clients in blue shirts. Put it on a white wall. Start relaying that brand message inside Mm -hmm. of your feed, okay? Start wearing blue yourself. Different tonalities of blue yourself, okay? Uh, My third one would be to start following and really taking a backseat to exactly what that person is doing that you want to emulate online. Study me, guys. Go to at OMG Artistry and study what I do, okay? Because you're going to start picking apart different things that I do now that you guys have heard me and wait till part two, because you're going to get so much more information. John, I know that there's just a ton I'm pulling away from today. Olivia, I mean, just can't thank you enough for your time. John, why don't you uh, share what, what you're walking away with today? You know, I'm walking away with a bunch of things. I'm going to tell a funny story because it illustrates the point, you know, uh, once upon a time in a previous life, I, I owned a bar, right? And this guy came in and he sat at the bar and uh, we just hit it off. We became like best of friends really quick. And then like the next weekend, we got invited to the same party and he walks in the door and he had the same shirt on I did. Now, it wasn't just that it was the same shirt. We affectionately referred to it as chartreuse. What it really was was lime green, right? (laughs) 
and lime green to this day is still like my favorite freak there it is it's my favorite if you go to any one of our salons they all have lime green post-it notes because i left them there right um but anyways and we both looked at each other and realized this is why we're we're best friends right but it gets back to the bigger point which is one i'm taking away from today which is the personal branding piece you know, when we talk about the colors with the shirts you just talked about in my silly story that I just told, you know, you end up attracting the really important part. You attract nice people. You attract people who've got the same frame of mind. You attract people that are going to fit within your budget. All of that has to do with that personal branding. I get a best friend out of the deal, but imagine if you can build a whole life on that, right? And so I just think that was, I think we all kind of intellectually know that, but you put it in such a way and it makes it easy to understand and not only easy to understand, but easy for, I think, our listeners to implement. And that's a gift. So thank you. You're very welcome. Chris, how about you? Well, first of all, I mean, with us, we've been talking a lot, you know, not to make it about us for a second, but we've been talking a lot about the branding of the podcast and, you know, we're developing some new partnerships a lot, a lot like the, some of the background phone calls that we've had lately are a lot like it sounds like when you had your um, call from It's a 10. And you're like, wow, they're, they want to do business with me and it's a neat thing. And then you start to go, okay, I got to decide what this thing is, you know, because before you're doing it for fun. And then suddenly you go, no, this is an actual thing that can add value. Now I've got to decide what my boundaries are, not in a bad way, but what lane do we want to drive down? And I think every hairstylist at some point has said something like, oh, well, I just do anybody's hair. And it's like, well, no, you don't. I mean, you can, but you could also be a lot more successful and have lots more happier clients because they know you're for them and you know, they know you're for them and you know you're there for them too. That's your, you know, it's a type of work you want to do. And you can develop that, you know, you can develop that, but you have to put a little time, effort and energy into it. And I, you know, sometimes when it comes from two old guys like us, John, and we're walking around here and we got these, you know, young hip hairstylists, but to hear it out of Olivia's mouth in a different way, more eloquently put, It's like you have the world, you just have to hustle, you know, a little bit and decide and put in a little work. And so um, I'm I'm feeling super inspired about this. By the way, you mentioned Gina Bianca. We just had her on. She was an absolute doll. We we had just as much fun talking with her as we did you. And so I'm going to stick her link in below here as well. Because if, you, if you're listening and you haven't heard that conversation, you can flick up the thumb after you check out Olivia's stuff. You can go right back to that episode because she dropped a ton of branding bombs and personal development bombs as well that were, that were just great. Um, yeah, she's your Olivia. If you you can't see because you're on podcast, she just made the, the little hand heart uh, symbol. So <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. Olivia, listen, knowing um, that we've got on here, you know, everything from cosmetology school students, some people that work inside of this brand uh, company have been with us for 30 years. Um, well, with Brian for 30 years, they were, you know, they were here long before I got here. Um, and, you know, if you had any words that you think maybe we are leaving on the table or you want to leave us with, um, what would they be? Social media is not about doing social. It's about being social. 
in every aspect of the word. You have to be progressive, you have to be innovative, and you have to be creative and you have to be disciplined. And if you have all of those things, you have what it takes to be extremely successful online. And I believe in every single one of you. Every time we have one of these conversations, I walk away with a little bit more than I knew before I came in. And I love that about these podcasts. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, we also walk away with a lot of gratitude to our listeners. You know, we, we, we're watching those listens go up. There, we, we hate to ask, but we know there's a few things we need to ask for. I don't hate asking. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Hey, for those of you who haven't heard me ask before, five-star reviews. You got the phone in your hand. It's down by your lap. I don't care where it is, but it's not that far away from you. Five-star reviews. You know you want to do it. You know you love this podcast. Share it with the world because every time you create a five-star review, an angel gets his wings. Did you know that? Yeah. And while that angel's getting his wings, it helps us move up. Um, you know, it helps us get more noticed in the podcast world, helps share the message. And if you're really being served by this, which we hope you are, um, you know, we'd love for you to share that with some other salon owners. The other thing we're going to ask you to do is to follow us on Instagram at 124.go, as well as Facebook. We're going to get more active on our Facebook page. And so if you're a Facebooker, then uh, follow us on Facebook at 124.go. And um, if you're a grammar, please tag us in your stories and we'll do the same uh, in hours. So thanks again for listening, everybody. We will see you on the next episode. Bye. Hey, podcast. Thanks again for listening to that episode of TBT with Olivia Smalley. Just wanted to give you a quick reminder that we have one last four-day intensive for 124Go. It's November the 7th and 8th, and then the next weekend on the 14th and 15th. Those are both Sunday Mondays. They happen in consecutive weekends. And if you're a salon owner or manager that wants to figure out how to lead your team better or get better control of your finances or maybe how do you grow in 2022, I would say it's a must-attend event for you. You can email us for information at info at 124go.com. And if you happen to be a Kuhn Salon, you can use your Kuhn Loyalty Club Business Builder Fund to pay for that. So talk to your Kuhn sales rep if that's the case. You don't have to be a Kuhn Salon. We love to help everybody, but that is one of the benefits of doing business with Kuhn. So anyway, thanks again for listening, and we will see you on the next episode.